look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. Thanks for joining us for another edition of More Than Money on 770 CHQR. We've got a really great show today. I want to talk about whether or not you fully understand what you're invested in. We're going to talk to the Alberta Securities Commission about what what kind of questions do you need to ask to fully understand what you're getting yourself involved in. And are you looking at home care options? There's been a lot of discussion around this given the pandemic and uh, you know, the the center of where some of these problems have been. Well, if you're looking at home care uh, for your loved ones, let's find out what's available out there. The throat of this section, this piece of our show, is about a success story. Okay. Okay. Now, I want to read something, and I don't want this to come across as self-serving for us, but there's an important message in here um, that I want I want people to hear, and it's gonna, and we're gonna talk about, and there's a hundred ways we can talk about this. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna throw it out there, and then, and then we can talk about it. This is, um, this is a letter that we received as a team um, earlier this month, <clears throat> and it's it addressed to us. It says, "Just a note to ask if you would express my appreciation to the team for all the help that they give to me. Aging cannot be stopped. Minds get confused." And I hope I keep up for a few more years. So thank you all, in quotes, uh, for the joint effort. In this crisis, it's nice to feel secure. Wow. Okay, so uh, again, I, I don't read this um, as a self-serving um, thing about our practice. I, I, I read that because when I, when I read this, what that word secure stuck out to me. That's right. Okay, so uh, I'm glad that... that uh, she's very happy with what the team is doing. But at the end of the day, this period of retirement, Faisal, you and I talk about uh, points of transition. Retirement is a point of transition. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of things taking place in that transition. And if you, you know, we've talked about as a team, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and think about what happens when you go through a transition into retirement is that that second tier of the pyramid, the safety and security get shaken. And it gets shaken for a number of reasons. It could be health-related. Yeah. It could be I've lost a paycheck, which used to give me comfort knowing next month I've got money coming in. Yeah. It's an idea of a fixed budget. I mean, there's so many different things that take place that shake that foundation, right? And so when I hear the word secure, yeah, what I think about is, okay, um, we've done our job. Like when, when I'm asked, why do you do what you do? And particularly through periods of crisis where there's lots of stress. Yeah. This is it. This is why I do what I do. We, we've heard in our industry, we will give you the peace of mind. Right. What the heck does that mean? I've asked that question multiple times. Sure. People, clients, sure. people are talking to us, and they use the word security. Yeah. And, and the re, it, because it's secure, that word was really, um, really catching for me because it is about, if you think about, the, about what we have to build, in our industry, in our practice, specifically for the kind of clients we deal with. We have to rebuild that foundation. So there's some cracks in that safety and security component of the pyramid. And so we gotta get to work and we gotta find out where those cracks are for each family, right? And and listen, that's not, we've gotta ask some questions, but as a listener of this show, if you're in that stage, you need to think in terms of that. What is What is the crack that I feel, right? If I'm feeling some vulnerability going through this pandemic, what's the crack? 
What's the mortar I need to put in place? Do yep. I need to put another block in place? What is that to I, build that foundation? I've asked a few of our clients when I, when I talk about their health care and health care costs in the future. I ask them to write down, give me five things that you need to happen in order to feel secure. Mm. So that's my homework for all of our listeners. Write down five things. It doesn't have to be financial. Whatever it is, when Agreed. you yeah. write the word secure or security on the top of the page, now you've got a blank sheet of paper underneath it and write down the five things you need to feel secure. Right. And then let's work on that together. And that's exactly what you should be doing, right? That's, that's what the advisor, the advisory team, the professional team, whatever you want to call it, needs to be assisting you to do. This is the difference between management of of your entire wealth and family mm -hmm. and money management. Yeah, I agree with that. We have seen too many times pick up articles on newspapers, go online, listen to the news, listen to the business news. It's all about money management. How are you going to get through your retirement with your money? Mm -hmm. No one talks about how are you going to get through retirement feeling secure? Yeah. Money may be one piece sure, of it. Sure, of course, yeah. But I bet you it's not the only thing. A hundred percent it's not the only thing. And I get frustrated when everybody in our industry right. is lumped into one category. Right. Well, I have an advisor, Faisal. This was a guy who called me up and said, I have an advisor, and he charges me less than what, he char what you charge, but he doesn't give me all these other services. Mm -hmm. I go, so how do you determine security and value? Those right. are the two things I yeah. asked him. And he actually said, you know what? No one's ever asked me that question. I need some time to think about it. Right. Good. Right. I do not want you to be our client if we're not being able to provide you that security and added value yeah. to your life. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and it's important as an industry, I challenge the whole industry, it's, you know, we, we're not trying to be all things to all people. There's no question about it. We're trying to be as much as we can to a very specifically defined type of person or family. Our clients, yeah, for right, sure. Right, right. And I think, you know, the industry, our industry can do a better job at specializing in these areas, and particularly in retirement, if you accept what I'm saying, that what makes this transition period unique is that that foundation, that safety and security foundation that was in place up to that point, yep. will get shaken. You know, when you write down those five items that provide you security, and then underneath that you list all the people in your life that you pay to help you with that security, yep. you start to link up, are they providing those services to me? Right. Yeah, because it's not just, like you said, it's not just about money. And if it doesn't fit, if it's not, those people below yep. the list yep. are helping me feel what I need to feel in that list, Right. look for a new person. Yeah. Look for a new person. You know, exactly. Yeah. The, the service, that offering has to provide the bricks and mortar to keep that foundation you solid. You need it. Right? Yeah. No, I agree. I thought that was, um, listen, I don't want to go on and on about this, but I thought- Security. Yeah. I thought great. it was a different tact, you know, um, because, I mean, this show is called More Than Money for a Reason. We, we accept that money is an important piece, an important component of delivering- um, you know, a, a, a lifestyle. But a lifestyle, when you when you talk about lifestyle and you talk at a higher level and you work backwards from that, yeah. you will go down a series of, of paths and exploring a bunch of different things okay, that don't have to do with money. How many people on this radio station, on podcasts, on other media channels that talk about retirement actually talk about what security is? 
outside the financial world. Yeah, and it's important that people understand that your advisor is not just a money manager. Well, many are, and that's okay if that's what they if that's what they say, that's and that's what, what you want. That's okay. That's fine. Right. But I think it's incumbent. I want to educate. I mean, part of why we do this show is about education, right? And and we we see lots of stuff all the time. And I think I can speak on behalf of you, pipe in if not. But one of the things we're challenging, you said the homework today, is for people to take the accountability and responsibility to think about that. Yeah. Right. So, so if we can provide a context of the conversation, you know, if you think about that pyramid or Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about, right? And look at that, look at that foundation, right? And and feel it in that way. Hmm. Okay. If I'm feeling something, what is it about the crack there? And then work backwards from that, right? Work and you know, if money is a problem, it'll come to the top. If it's health, if it's a relationship if it, issue, if it's whatever kids, whatever it may be, whatever it'll show, it'll it'll come up, and then you can deal with that, right? Yeah. And I think then, if we get to that point as people, as as humans on this journey that we're all on, as we approach and then start living in retirement and moving through that last uh, portion uh, of our life, if you embrace it like that, on a more holistic basis, mm-hmm. right? Then that the quality of that journey becomes a lot better, and and whether that's a money management issue or it's like you said a healthcare issue or some other issue, right? That that journey becomes a heck of a lot better. Absolutely. All right. Um, Let's talk about how we put all this together. Yeah. You know, we're we host monthly seminars now webinars to kind of show people how four areas of your retirement come into play. Mm-hmm. Cash flow income to live your lifestyle. You know, making sure you have money for the future. Yes. Your health, the quality of the care you're going to receive and your family because you're going to not only need to provide to some degree today financial or non-financial, but also when you pass away. Mm-hmm. And those four buckets that we call them need to have a full understanding and a strategy behind them all. And so in our seminar and webinar that we host every single month, we discuss these four buckets. We talk about the relationship between these buckets and how, in total, you can feel secure mm-hmm. in your retirement. That's right. All right, Faisal. So we're going to take the mystery out of what these buckets are and how they all work on Tuesday, August 25th at 7 o'clock. And we're doing it live online. This is a webinar. You need to go to morethanmoneyradio.com to register. Morethanmoneyradio.com. And you can register there. Stick around after the break. You're going to be hearing about what you need to know about your investments and the the questions that you need to be asked so that you're not missing anything. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Back in June, we talked about um, Elder Abuse Day in the middle of June, Seniors Month. And... um, you know, lots of bad things can can happen uh, with respect to being taken advantage of as an elder financially. And we wanted to do, it's not a day or a month that this should be the focus. We wanted to do a reminder. It's yeah. a big problem. Well, we, we you know, listen, there's lots of um, sometimes bad things that happen. And it's incumbent upon us, I think, as part of our show, our target audience, and the kind of education we do to make sure people are reminded Right, that there are some bad characters on occasion out there, and we got to protect ourselves against them. I protect think our loved ones. Almost on a weekly basis, my father, who's seventy-six years of age this month, tells me about either a text, a phone call, yep. an email, something online 
that uh, that's trying to get information from him or make him do something like call a number, send some money, whatever. Yep. On a weekly basis, Dave. Yep. And so I think it's important that people understand this happens. It is big. And I'm glad that we have the Alberta Securities Commission on the phone with us to uh, to discuss this. Yeah, and, and specifically, Hillary McMeekin is the Director of Communications and Investor Education at Alberta um, Securities Commission. And Hillary, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I couldn't agree more about the importance of this. Yeah, and we, we try to bring you guys on as a group on a regular basis just to make sure people in the community are aware of what's happening and, you know, some of the things that are are taking place that they could avoid and avoid the potential, you know, uh, financial uh, fallout of this. So you you guys did a survey recently. Um, we did. And about, mm-hmm. you know, it was talking about uh, investor confidence and the connection to fraud in Alberta. Why don't you just bring us up to speed on what that survey was, and let's talk about some of the highlights. Sure, absolutely. Um, we commissioned it to get an update on Alberta knowledge and awareness surrounding investment fraud, and, and we learned a lot of great information, actually. And um, I mean, a couple of the quick points that I think speaks to what you were just talking about. Um, Albertans, and I'm, and I'm speaking specifically about Albertans that are 55 years of age or older, right. um, they believe their chances of personally being affected by an investment scam is, is unlikely. Almost half of them feel that way. And yet, almost 40% of them believe they've been approached by a potentially fraudulent investment scam. So, so lots of people. I think I, I don't. I don't think they they realize the risk. In in, and I'm and I'm not sure where the disconnect happens. But um, but we know that we know that it's happening. We know that people are getting um, approached all the time, and and we need to be more aware of um, of of how to protect ourselves. Right. Uh, an, another another um, feature that we learned is that um, Albertans 55 plus trust their friends and family when it comes to providing financial investment advice, despite um, almost 30%, almost 40%, sorry, having been approached for a money-making opportunity through a personal connection. So I think we've talked in the past about affinity fraud. That's our term for it, right? Really, another term is friend fraud. But so often, fraud artists or scam artists approach us through our trusted communities. Right through our social groups and our friends, and 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 our friends may not even be aware of what's happening. So even when you get that that idea from a friend or a family member or someone that you know at a you know a social club that you belong to, you still have to do your own homework and protect yourself because that's scam artists use those kinds of connections and those communities um, to um, bring people in into their into their scams. Let me give you a bit of a story here, Dave, because this is very interesting what what uh, what's being said by Hillary and so forth that I'm on this group of, you know, we're an old timers hockey team together and we all have played in the past and we're on this WhatsApp group mm-hmm. and we can, you know, we chat, share information and talk about things. And and there was one when Hertz, the company mm-hmm. was declaring bankruptcy mm-hmm. and they were talking about selling off on their vehicles. And right away there was this post that one of my 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 friends on this post said guys you can go to this link and you can get cars dirt cheap right and everybody practically started clicking this link mm-hmm. and boom came up you know it's fake and and there's also other consequences of clicking onto a yep. website that you don't know about whatever but mm-hmm. but it was just it was an automatic belief that it was yeah. true 
and everybody on this one, and these are into, these are professionals. Well, so, these are people yeah. who these are people who are in the tech industry, right? And they're all like, "Oh, my friend sent it to me, so it must be true." And right. click, and off they went. And no, it's fake. And then now they're having problems with weird phone calls coming to their house and emails coming to them and stuff like that. It was it was amazing how easy someone can get yeah. duped purely by just clicking onto a website that a friend said, "Yeah, this is pretty interesting news I got here. Here you go." Hillary, yeah. I, I like your comment on this too. Just to take that the, sort of that line and run with it a little bit. Um, often people think that it can't happen to them because you mm -hmm. know they're a professional, they're educated, you know, they think of themselves perhaps as sophisticated. But I can tell you being in this business uh, and dealing with some very successful and sophisticated people, um, they're also getting duped. Like there's the, the scams yeah. are often sophisticated, mm -hmm. um, right? It's, it's not, don't kid yourself that you can't fall victim to one of these, uh, these scams if you, you know, if you're an educated professional, you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's a great example, Faisal. I, I, um, yes, it happens all the time. And scam artists are so good. Yep. at they, they have all the right, they've got the right language. They prey on our emotions, right? Particularly as we're, as we're aging, right? And we're contemplating um, how to protect our nest egg, right? We're, they love, they, they know the language yep. to use to they grab sure us and to pull us in. And it it can happen, and it absolutely happens to to everyone. They, and unfortunately, scam artists are also keenly aware that as we age, we often have more resources at our fingertips. Right? We've saved, yeah. we've saved all of our money, or so much of it. Right? We've worked so hard, and we've been saving it. They know that, and they're and they are so keenly aware of that, and they use every angle possible to hook all of us. So we all are at risk, really, of it. Hillary, let's remind everybody, what are the top two or three things we need to do if we're ever approached with an idea for an investment to make money or a business yeah, idea? Invest in something. Whatever yep. it may be, what are the top two or three things people need to just do a bit of a, a check on themselves before they go ahead and proceed? Oh, it's a great. Thank you. Um, first and foremost, checkfirst.ca is a great website. And I say that first because through checkfirst.ca, there's links. Because the first thing I would do is check to make sure that the person offering the investment is registered to do so. Anyone selling investments in the province of Alberta needs to be registered. So, and you can check that. There's a link, um, are they registered.ca, I think is the website, but you can reach it through Check First. So, the first thing is check to make sure they're registered because if they're not, that's a huge red flag. Right. Second thing is to look into the, the you know, the, let's call it the organization or the company that's looking for the investment, um, research them, just put them into Google. And whether if you don't have a computer at home, that's okay. Even, you know, I think hopefully we're going to be able to get back to libraries soon and we can use um, some of the resources at libraries too. Um, but it's just doing, just checking out because if you were to Google a company, any action that's been taken against them will show up right. online. Um, and we also have, you could also go to our albertasecurities.com website because any action we've taken against any organization or any individual is all documented on the website. So you can use the search function there just to type in the company name or an individual's name and see if any action has been taken. I, I think, um, and if there has, that's a big red flag. Um, 
So absolutely pay attention to that. And I, there's and, a, one last thing I want to I, yeah. I want to say because we're quickly running out of time, Hillary. Um, okay. And thank yeah. you for all of the good information. But you know, Faisal, it it it, it doesn't even have to be a scam. So those are the most huh. egregious examples yeah. um, of bad behavior. But people will often, uh, I noted, Hillary, in, in the research, it said more than one in five acknowledge, so 55 plus, have acknowledged that they've signed investment documents without fully understanding what they mean. And this is about understanding the risk that you're taking, Yeah. right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so even if it's legit, uh, you still need to do the due diligence understand to make what sure that you understand what you're getting investing it, what you're investing it, and and is it appropriate risk for you, right? Exactly. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't even have to be a scam to to get yourself nope. in 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 trouble. Um, Hillary, we do we do have to wrap it up. Ten minutes goes pretty quickly, and I want to thank you for um, for the research that you're doing and the continue continued uh, education and awareness that you bring through our show and through all the work that you guys do. Well, thank you for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. Happy to come back anytime. We will have you back. We've been joined by Hillary, uh, Hillary McMeekin. She's the Director of Communications and Investor Education at the Alberta Securities Commission. Uh, let's talk about uh, appropriate risk to meet the long-term goal of a lifestyle. Absolutely. Education, awareness on the risk that you're taking as you travel through retirement. Yep. This is going to be a big issue going forward, so we want to address it and inform you in, in order to do that. People need to join us at our webinar, which is coming up on Tuesday, August 25th, 7 o'clock. It's live online. To register for the event, you have to go to morethanmoneyradio.com. That's morethanmoneyradio.com to register. Stay tuned after the break. We'll be hearing about available home care options here on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back. You're here with uh, Dave and Andrew on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Andrew, there was a story that uh, broke on the news this week, the details of which are not important, but the direction is important. And it was about an, uh, an older woman who had changed her personal directive, indicating that she no longer wanted to go into a long-term care facility. And, it, of course, it had to do with some of the problems that we've heard about through this current oh, yeah. pandemic, wanted to age in place. And so she changed her legal documentation to try to stress that. And I, I, I don't think she's probably alone. I mean, that's one story, but it caught my attention, and I thought, you know, that is probably something lots of people are thinking about. And uh, we want to explore this this notion of, again, of aging in place. And we've got a uh, recurring guest that we've had on before, Travis Tinning. Travis is with Nurse Next, uh, Nurse Next Door Home Care Services here in Calgary. Uh, Travis, I want to welcome you to back to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks. Great for, great for uh, great to be back. Yeah, so it's, you know, this has got to be a topic of conversation in many families across the country, certainly in our city right now, um, you know, about how safe people feel going into a long, long-term care facility. But if they need help, uh, then, you know, you're, and you're aging in place, then there are services that you're going to require or help that you're going to require uh, in order to do that. And so I thought it was a, uh, a timely conversation mm-hmm. to reignite again. Um so with people thinking about this or likely having this conversation, I'd like you just maybe at a high level to start with a bit of a, a summary of what Nurse Next Door does, like what services you have. And I want you to highlight certainly a little bit about what you're doing with respect to COVID because there's some special services that you're offering to help people through this period. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, I think it's important. I mean, the the news story that you referenced, I, I, I saw it as well. And there's mm-hmm. been there's been several um, you know several articles, whether through social media channels or the news outlets, yeah. that are 
that are highlighting that. And funny, even within my own family, my my own dad, after after uh, building this business for 13 years, my my own father called me the other day and says, "I finally get what you guys do." <laughs> and, and, and he and he said that he's not you know not willing and i i think in fact that that he may be changing his own personal directives so um simply put what we offer uh with nurse next door is we provide services that seniors need to age comfortably in their home so and provide the care that they require to to age in their own home and what's um, even as, I mean, I, I understand that, that this has only been going on a, a few months now or three months since the, 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 the pandemic started, but we're already seeing the shift of, as you guys already know, the, the healthcare system sort of directs people towards these, these, these facilities or these, these nursing facilities. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and we're seeing seniors sort of, you know, take a step back and go, whoa, what are, you know, what are the other options here? And, and, you know, traditionally people would, you know, sell their houses and, and use that money to fund their, you know, the, you know, the, the rest of their years in, within retirement facilities. Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing um, a lot of people starting to talk about leveraging that same asset, their house, to, to stay in their own home. And, you know, with whether it's home equity loans or, or what would traditionally be called reverse mortgages. Um, but back to your question, yeah, we we provide what whatever the senior needs from a care perspective or companionship perspective um, to stay in their own home. So let, let's talk a little bit about that again uh, directionally. Um, and I know I, I get that every family's different, so I'm going to put you on the mm-hmm. spot a little bit here. And I understand that it would be specific to a family's needs. But mm-hmm. is there a point in space? Uh, is there is there a time at which it becomes unsafe or there's a set of decision criteria that that will drive somebody out of their home and into a long-term care facility yeah i I think you nailed it with with every every family situation is different whether it's you know um you know their financial footing um you know or the 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 access to even family members in in the same city that, that that the senior is in um but for you know, why don't why don't we just take this opportunity, Dave, maybe to just talk about the the, the pricing differences and what what our services sure. cost and sure. maybe what the what the facilities cost and and put it into perspective a little bit. Simply, our our services are around thirty five dollars an hour, right. and you know what, um, what traditionally what families find is okay. Mom or dad are having a hard time, you know, managing the house, or or we're worried about mom and dad going up and down the stairs to do the laundry, or um, and so when those, as soon as those conversations start within the family unit, um, you're, you're finding that, okay, maybe it's time for mom and dad to move into a facility, which mm-hmm. is, which truly isn't the, the, the right time. It's, it, you know, in, in those situations, and we like to pre- pre- preach that, that preventative measure if, you know, if at $35 an hour, you know, at, you know, Three three-hour visits a week. You're talking, you know, three hundred and fifteen dollars a week, mm-hmm. or you know, or, or twelve hundred and sixty dollars a month. Where mm-hmm. the, you know, and that's going to keep mom and dad in their home for much much longer. Whereas, you know, the the average care home, and in, 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 well, in certain situations, our private care home is is around six thousand dollars a month. Right. With you know, and and you know, mom and dad still get to eat their own food. They still get to control their own schedules. 
um, you know, they, they, when, when they go to, when they go to bed, um, you know, who they can see. And, and that's been the challenges through the, the pandemic is, um, the isolation and, and who, you know, who mom and dad can and cannot see through this, you know, through this pandemic. Does that, does that answer your question? Yeah, it, it certainly uh, gets there. I've got a few more questions, but Andrew, oh. I think you've got a question there. Well, I think I, one of my questions really comes down to is, you know, when would be an, an opportune time to have somebody like nurses next door or somebody coming into the home where it would be much more valuable? Because obviously if you have, if it's just to, to do some, some very simple chores, maybe perhaps you can hire somebody for that to do that. But more importantly, um, what would that be in respect to, Taking medication, right? So, well, medication. Yeah. How many hours a day do you have to go Bathing in? Bathing stuff. Yeah. The the activities of daily living yeah, is yeah, what right. I'm going with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, and 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 even for generally speaking, a lot of the activities of daily living happen within the the, the morning and evening routines, and yep. and so I mean, even in those situations, you know, we can be the the, the staff and nurse next door can be in. Um, you know, in the mornings or in the evenings. And it's, it's not necessarily, and, you know, mom and dad don't necessarily want someone there all day with yeah, them yeah. In, in those situations, but they, they recognize that they do need help with, with showering, um, you know, showering or bathing. Um, they do need help with their bathroom routine. Um, you know, they need, they, they, they need help from a nutrition perspective and those medication reminders, uh, as you, as you mentioned, Andrew. So, so even when we look at it from that perspective, um, there's always this this line of people think that okay, mom and dad need to move to a facility. That means that they need um, they need full time care, and it's just not the case. We can, um, you know, the the option of home care can be very economical when you look at a care plan yep. that actually fits mom and dad's needs. Is there any level of medical care that that you couldn't receive at home that you would need a, a facility for? That is. You know that's that's a good question, and that really depends on you know on, on people's um, you know the, again their their financial footing and their supports. Gotcha. Um, generally speaking, most of the most of the care that can occur in a in a facility um, can can occur at home. It, where where the you know where the I think what you're maybe where you're going with that is a. The, the care that you know that can't occur like you know like intravenous um, you know yeah, like yeah. like some of the, some of the hospital like care and in those situations the senior would be going to the hospital anyway right so so on some of that some of that emergency care um, but but for the most part uh, the the care that can happen in a facility can happen at home right from um, you know 24 hour coverage yeah okay with with a care plan, do you does nurses next door or you know do they assist in developing a care plan for each individual family? How does that work? Um, yeah, what, what comes along with that, Travis? Great question. So, so generally speaking, we'll we will visit the family in their home for for a complimentary consultation where you know we review not only the medical needs of the of the client but also just even some of the social needs. Uh, of that client and and we we build out the care plan that fits uh for for that client uh both again medically and socially um from a budget perspective and from a time perspective and and what is needed and these these are conducted you know by you know by trained healthcare professionals yeah okay. um and then yeah and then from there it's determined how many hours a day how many days a week what the actual duties are going to be and and we really we really 
pride ourselves on our on our perfect match guarantee where you know again we're we're inviting a stranger into our home and it's and it's imperative that that mom or dad and uh, and the caregiver, you know, get along and form and, and form a bond. So, yeah. you know, again, we have that perfect match guarantee where we use this information to to pair uh, mom and dad with, or mom or dad with the uh, the perfect caregiver. That sounds terrific, Travis. I know we can't do full justice in ten minutes, but I think this is uh, this is a conversation that's going to continue in a lot of families. If anybody needed to get a hold of you, wants to explore this, how do they do that? Yeah, and they can go to nursenextdoor.com or or Google Nurse Next Door Calgary. Um, or call us at 403-454-1399. And I think it's important to touch on um, maybe maybe calling the office. We are running a program till the end of July that where seniors can experience some of our services for free to help them get through the, the, the COVID period here and, you know, some of our basic services like air and running, grocery pickups, you know, garden planting or weeding, things, things that are, are falling short uh, as seniors can't get out. Well, thank you again, Travis, for taking the time out and uh, keeping us abreast of what's happening in that space. I really appreciate it, guys. Been joined by Travis Tinning. He's Nurse Next Door Home Care Services, Calgary, uh, recurring guest on our show. We've got to talk about health care as one of the four buckets that we talk about, right? Yep. The, in terms of the quality of life, the lifestyle that people want, we're talking about all of that stuff at our upcoming webinar. And that's taking place on Tuesday, August 25th. It's at 7 o'clock, and it's live online. To register for the event, you need to go to morethanmoneyradio.com. That's morethanmoneyradio.com to register. Now, don't go away after the break. We're going to be talking about the point of a financial plan with a certified financial planner, our partner, Andrew Masson. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Andrew on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Um, Andrew, you are a uh, third partner on our team, and you are responsible for operations and financial planning on our team. Um, yeah, that's a big hat. It is a big hat. And uh, I want to talk about financial planning for a minute because uh, I had a conversation with Faisal this week, and he had had a conversation uh, with a family that I found interesting. Um, and they were they were trying to find the right advisor for them. Okay. Okay. And so they're interviewing uh, several teams, and they had spoken with Faisal as as one of this uh, one of the people. And uh, a different institution, um, as part of their process up front, had given them. Just a, a financial plan. Yep. And they asked Faisal, can you do a financial plan for me up front? And I'm shortening the conversation, but Faisal said, well, to, to what end? What, like, what are you trying to accomplish with that? Absolutely. Okay. And uh, the answer was, I just want to know if we're okay. Fair, fair question to want answered. Okay. But he said, well, okay, to do that, though, there's a whole bunch of things we've got to understand. Okay, so here, here's here's what I'm going to throw at you. I'm trying to just give some okay. background, right? Uh, and I have some very strong opinions on this. But the our industry in general, okay, has um, put forward this idea of a financial plan as a static document. Okay? Yeah, here it is. You're okay. But I would contend that that is not a static document that a financial calculation, okay, to know if today with what you have and your spending you can do it can be answered very quickly. But that's way too simplistic. It is. I would challenge that um, to say that a financial plan 
theoretically, is nothing more but a snapshot in time. It provides a few items that are really important. One, in this particular case, can I do it? Can I, can I retire with the lifestyle I wish to retire? Right. Okay. That's the first thing. The second thing is going to provide can, is- Can I stop you there? Sure. Because that's super interesting. Because essentially what this person was asking, mm-hmm. but a financial plan isn't just a financial calculation. It's part of a retirement plan. And so- mm, That's where I was going. Yeah. To get, to get to the quality of the information that that client really was asking about. Okay. Is that something you sit down in 15 minutes and whip up and say, yeah, you're okay? No, it, you can't. And because everybody's need for a financial plan or their need for what they're trying to achieve is different. And one of the key metrics that I look at or what my team looks at is when we start off is give me your top three goals. What are you trying to achieve? Because everybody is different. So for example, right now I'm hearing a lot about the Trudeau government's going to give me a lot of tax because there's been debt. And we're, we're, we're piling on debt, so they're terrified of it. I want to make sure it doesn't mm-hmm. go, to the, go to the government. I want to go to the next generation. I want to move on. Um, I'm worried about achieving my lifestyle. That's the second goal. Okay, mm-hmm. what's the lifestyle look like? And then finally, a lot of them are starting to talk to me about, well, what about health care? What's going to happen to me in the future if I, if I need to go into a home or a facility or something else? Those are goals. Those are things we have to look at and sort of push forward to say, what's important? Yeah. You and I are likely going to say the same thing here, but I'm going to say it in, in a different way. And this sure. is where I have a strong opinion on it. I don't think there's anything, uh, there is no such thing as a financial plan. Now, having said that, we call a financial plan a financial plan. So here's what I'm trying to communicate is I think there is only a process. So as an mm-hmm. example, the work that you and your team do um, on, on Popwich Carmeli is really interesting because if somebody is trying to solve for a specific problem, i.e., do I have enough? Okay, the that planning process is actually different than if we're stress testing a plan for um, uh, for an inheritance for for a legacy plan. Yep. Or if we're stress testing a plan under some adverse reaction, or if we're looking at the tax impact um, today in your lifetime or later. So the inputs that you use to calculate those things to determine the you know the answer to whatever the goal is mm-hmm. or the question is changes the inputs so a financial that's why i say a financial plan in my opinion doesn't exist it's not a static document it is part of a process no it's it's that provides context and that's why i say it's a snapshot in time it provides a lot of feedback right but it's a living document because you have to go back and redo right. it not every year but you do have to go back and do it usually around every 3 right um, because Things have changed. Right. Your lifestyle has changed. Your thoughts around money have changed. Perhaps maybe you're considering something different. Right. Whatever those things are, that's when you have to revisit it. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I also see a lot, David, and I just bring it up just because I find it interesting. Um, if you came to me and said, I want to retire, can I do it? The answer is yes. No, of course. But but that's that's very simplistic. Why is Why is it yes? Well, depending on the interest rate that's placed in that plan or, or, or uh, inflation yeah. rate or anything else, that's not going to give us the right input at all because we're not stressing it effectively. Um, we're trying to solve for a variable and the variable is I want to earn X dollars a month. So yeah, it changes well, it. And yeah. that drives me batty. Well, I think you've said something very, very important. And, and I don't think I communicated this clearly and that's why I'm going on processes. The, the inputs that you use in the financial planning process are relative to 
the answer you're trying to get. So for instance, if you were trying to stress test a plan to answer the question, can I retire with a certain amount of income based on the assets I have, you might use a different set of assumptions on your inflation rate and, and interest, uh, sorry, the uh, return rate, That's right. than you would use if you were trying to get an accurate assessment of what a tax liability might be in the future, okay? Because your stress test could be overly conservative to get the answer for that client or to find that point in space to say, yes, you're okay, or no, you're not. Mm -hmm. But those inputs might be different to say, what is my realistic tax liability at the end of the day? And so this is why I found that conversation with Faisal um, in terms of the conversation he had with this person very interesting. And so how does this relate to what we're talking about? I, I think that when, you're, when you are trying to find an advisory team and you're interviewing, um, I think people, we, we need to educate people about what it is they're trying to accomplish. Their needs when they get to retirement, we know, are much more complex because they're trying to solve for multiple questions at the time, okay? Yep. Um, uh, and so it's not one financial plan that does that. It could be several financial plans. And when I say financial plans, I mean several steps in the process of trying to determine based on the goals you have, that's right. what the answer is, right? And so, um, you know, Faisal and I talked about this. He's consistent, obviously, with what you and I say <laughs> and think. But, but I, I think people need to understand that the, the document and how many financial plans have we seen? Well, yeah, I did a financial plan 10 years ago. Wait a second. Your financial plan 10 years ago likely has nothing to do with what today looks like for you. That's right. Right? And so it has to be updated regularly drives me back to process. You have to include the financial planning as part of your overall wealth management or lifestyle planning process. That's right. Is that fair? There's no way out of it. Um, without that process in place, without trying to drive that process in place, the document is just a way to bring you in the door. Well, it's just, it's just and that. And it's, it's just a thing. Right. Look, we did this. It's really about making sure it's done, making sure it's done on a regular basis, and make sure the recommendations are in place. Never and they're relative. It, it brings context, and that's my point. So it's not a document. It's mm -hmm. a part of a process. That's, that's, that's my opinion. I said I had some strong yep. opinions. A financial plan is not a document. It's part of a process. It is. Right? Okay. Enough on that because uh, I'll just get myself all worked up here. <laughs> Uh, let's. We got. We got to bring this show to a close. And, I, and to do that, I just want to remind everybody that we've got an upcoming webinar in which we're going to be talking about that process. Right. And that webinar will take place on Tuesday, August the twenty fifth. It's a one hour seminar. Starts at seven o'clock. It's live online. To register, please go to morethanmoneyradio.com. That's morethanmoneyradio.com. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of More Than Money on seven seventy CHQR. We look forward to chatting with you next week. David Popovich and Basil Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.